0: Welcome to Peers Like Me. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed to increase everybody's understanding of the effects of people who have behavioral health issues on our families, neighbors, and communities. Peers Like Me is designed to increase understanding and knowledge for people in our community from a peer, people with lived experiences perspective, which will result in improved community inclusion. Our hope is that by sharing our knowledge and experience with the issues, our community will gain better understanding and acceptance, resulting in an improved quality of life for everyone. In mid-September, our host, Maura Kelly, attended the New York Association of Psychiatric Rehabilitation Services, Inc., or NIAPERS, 40th Annual Conference, a new alliance, it takes a community, at the Villa Roma Resort and Conference Center in Calicoon, New York. She spoke to Bill Gamble, a survivor of the public mental health system.
1: Hello, my name is Maura Kelly. I'm the host of Peers Like Me podcast that, that is on Spotify. We are again joined with our first ever second time guest on the Peers Like Me podcast. And it's with Billy Gamble. Um, he, is a, he is a part two podcast guest because he very much stimulates conversation and my brain thinking in perceptions. So for the last couple of years, Bill has been around these mental health events and uh, communities for many, many decades. And he's been, for the last couple of years, talking to people about self-injury. And I think it's a big issue with young people and with people in general why people do this to understand and comprehend and what bill is teaching people so bill can you like help us understand with a self what what does that mean self injury
2: uh, self injury uh according to ruda bazalas a um Who she or her is a is, is called a national expert on self uh, on on self injury or what ruda calls Self-inflicted violence. Okay. Uh, she, you know, she she she's done a lot of work for SAMHSA. She's written extensively. So uh, SAMHSA
1: is the federal uh, funding government agency of mental health and behavioral health. Okay. Sorry.
0: Yes. Right. You
2: know, right. The man. Right. Uh, she's also a person who who injures, and she says it's the intentional, uh, you know, harming the intentional injuring of one's skin. Uh, the reason one does so. Uh, is relief really for what's going on in, internally. You know, uh, yeah. people do it to numb out. People do it to feel something when they when they are numb. Yeah. Um, it's, if you take the simple look, it's not that uncommon. Um, we all do things that we know are harmful. I'm a diabetic with a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. You know, we know people who smoke cigarettes, who know it causes lung cancer. You know, we, we know people who overeat. We know people who undereat. Uh, you know, we people who drive over the speed limit, uh, you know, on a daily basis, people do all kinds of things. It's when it's taking that one step further to the intentional injuring of one's skin. And we're not talking about like trying to take an arm off or, right, right. But uh, the intentional injuring of one's skin uh, that people start freaking out. And it's done in many different ways. It's done by cutting although you know people think they don't think it, uh, it, it's done by burning uh it's done by you know cloying at one's flesh it can be done in a lot of different ways so these
1: behaviors are not suicidal actions correct. right okay so they're not trying to kill themselves they're trying to feel something or not feel something correct okay so for me when stuff gets too much, I, I curl up in bed and put the covers over my head. Uh-huh. Like, but for other people, they that probably might might not work for them. So they uh-huh. do s- because of the torture that's going on in my head. That yeah, has, yeah. Okay. So, do you help people change that behavior, or be aware of it,
2: or understand it, or all all of the above, or? Well, let me take that one piece at a time because okay. change it. I don't. I'd be a hypocrite. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, um, a, a lot of people they start hearing about this and they're saying, "Oh, yeah, let me advertise that for you." Or let me have the, You know, they they wanted to do it as you used the word before. and I can't remember what it was. It was it Wasn't prevention, but uh, but that's, yeah. that you know, uh, I've been doing this workshop extensively with with my friend and uh, uh, Emily Vianella and. Um, we originally had a piece in there about alternatives, and that seems to give be less and less a point because what I really, my the really in, important thing for me to be talking about this is, is one is my own healing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, yeah. it, it helps me. Uh, I have one less secret in the closet. I have less shame. Right. Uh, but to help peer specialists understand what happens when you see when you engage someone who who engages in self-injury and start freaking out right. it just drives us deeper underground right it re- it increases the, the cycle of shame and increases the need for self-injury right okay it it, it's of, a
1: vice, vicious cycle yes yeah. and i i want i bet your families do that in, yes yes okay so that's not helpful
0: no yeah
1: so it's on the table right it, it's talked about it's is it talked about? or you I hope so. Yeah. Uh, That's,
2: that, that, you know, creating conversations it, it was, it was one of my purposes. Right. You know, it was, I don't know if, it, I guess, it, honestly, I guess it was after, no, it was before the workshop started, um, self-injury really hit home, other than mine. See, I didn't have a word for it till I was 50, or yeah. right, in my 50s. It's just something I did because I didn't use an instrument. Right. I felt different. I thought I was different. But I also had all these beliefs that, geez, you're going to die of cancer someday, right. all these weird things. And I started, I got involved in the trauma-informed, um, trauma-informed peer support, trauma-informed movement. Yeah. And talking about trauma-informed peer support. And there, in the training, there was a, a section on self-injury or is called it, self-inflicted violence in that training. And I got to realize that's me. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then
2: this afforded me an opportunity to talk about self-injury on a regular basis, you know, doing yeah. this training. I yeah. got to connect with really realize that's me, got to talk. Probably the longest periods I went in my life um, went through um where after started doing this training, because I was talking about it, there was less need, there was less one less thing to be stressed about. Yeah.
1: Wow, so you're you feel more comfortable or more comfortable within you. By talking about it, bringing it out like with other people that do the same thing, or just with other people. Period. Right. Okay. Just getting it out there. Mm-hmm. So very so,
2: true. The, the, according to the the what does APA stand for? The Academy of uh, Peer you know, Services. Do- yeah. No, no, that's APS. Oh, the, uh, the
1: American Psychiatric Association. Yes,
2: yeah, says that you know this, this thing starts to miraculously disappear after about age eighteen. it's just a young person's disease, and that hasn't been my experience. Yeah, what seems to me it happens is something called autonomy. Right. When I, I'm when I'm adult, I can hide it. And you know, um, I talked to lots of people today who self-injure, and we're okay with it. Yeah, it's the rest of the world. Right. Um. You know, my son was close enough to an adult when he got found he was self-injuring. Yeah. And I was able to share with him something I had never heard shared before. Uh Ruda loved it. Uh, but I got to tell him he was okay. Yeah. He had this whole world telling him and his friends uh that there was something wrong. In fact, if you self-injure in my neighborhood, you get a whipping. You know, you'll get right, a whipping, you'll right. get grant and there will be punishment. I just wanted to let my son know that he's okay, that there isn't something wrong with yeah, him. Yeah, He was 17. Yeah. You know, come to find out he was bullied in high school. For being... Right, right. You know, um, he's okay.
1: So it's related to trauma a little bit.
2: No, probably related to trauma a lot. Yeah, okay, all right, a yeah. A All right. Uh, but my son's big dream was to go in the Army. And after high school, when the Army saw the scars... Oh. They didn't want it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, something we talk about in this movie or in this industry is like yeah. being like asset based or like right. creating, focus on solutions. I went looking for I, I thought about the solution. It wasn't even really, I had to go look for it. It was just there. I said, why don't you get a tattoo? Right. You know, uh, my son had become disillusioned by the army. Uh, so he started thinking he wanted to go in the Navy. And I'm thinking, man, you're never going to. The Navy test, right, right. Boy, was I wrong. Really? But prior to it, you know, going and you know, enlisting and taking the yeah, test, so the he Navy, covered up. He got a beautiful forearm tattoo. I mean, it's just like gorgeous. Yeah. No more scars.
1: Wow. Yeah. No solution. Yeah. Uh, he, and he got in the Navy.
2: He, he's in the Navy. He's he's an ensign on on a I don't know if you call it a battleship or a destroyer, but he's in Spain. And wow, yeah.
1: how long has he been doing that?
2: It's his career? It's his career. Three he hasn't he has been three years yet.
1: Wow. You must be a very proud father. Right? I am. Yes. I don't know how
2: he turned out, how he did, but... Yeah, great. But it so- was just that moment, you know? We were alone in the car, and he thought he was going to get it. Yeah. And it's the first time since uh, there there's this whole thing at the house, and he thought he was going to get it. And I was just like, dude, you're okay. Yeah. Did anyone ever talk to you about precautions? He's like, no. I said, well, clean your skin ahead of time. Right. Clean your instrument. And... and, and Clean your instrument, if you just to be smart, because I can be a bit of a don't know what word to use here, right? To be a bit well, of, a, I can a, be a bit of a wise guy. Okay, I yeah. Say if you really want to feel something, force some alcohol on it afterwards, right? But I just want to let him know he's okay, then let him know yeah. that we're okay, right? There is no problem here.
1: That's great.
2: That's great.
1: Okay, if anyone wants any information or to talk about this or has a concern about a loved one, because. This is a new thing for them. Can they reach out to you, Billy?
2: They can. I just thought of a second way also they can Okay. Once again, they can text me at 518 518
1: 944
2: 944 7941 7941. Okay. Yep. Well, also I they can look Billy Gamble. Billy Gamble's now on Facebook under his real name. All
1: right, great. And Billy My friend, thank you. It's such a pleasure to have my friend, Billy Gamble, being part of the Peers Like Me, which is, you know, Bill's, you know, even agreeing to be on this is such an honor and a privilege. Thank Thank you very much. My friend. Okay.
0: You've been listening to Peers Like Me, a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health sponsored by Western New York Independent Living, Inc., with the assistance of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Today, our guest has been Bill Gamble, a survivor of the public mental health system. Our host has been Mara Kelly.